if all the working ones would rise up, some in the homes, some in the small group meetings, and some in the district meetings, with everyone being a pillar and a core member, they will become fully useful and the situation will be very glorious. Messages given to the Working Saints, Chapter 7. This week's episode begins a new series entitled Being Energized was speaking to the Working Saints by Brother Minoru Chen in February 2010 in Irvine, California. In this episode, Brother Minoru shares how the time has come for the younger generation in the Lord's recovery to rise up and become pillars in the church. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Okay, uh, tonight, um, uh, in this fellowship with the young adults, as usual, I don't want to give a message. I want to talk to you. So take this as a kind of fellowship and not as a kind of a message in that way. Um, When I came here, I had two big burdens on my heart, and as we were sitting here and praying, I said, no way. Uh, We can cover two burdens. Uh, we may end up getting none. So I have already decided we will chuck burden number two. And how about we make this meeting A, and let's plan on a meeting B. How about that? Uh, Let's consider uh, uh, a time, maybe maybe in uh, in March. And how about we, this time, we go to um, uh, Santa Ana. How about that? How about we go to Santa Ana to meet? Many of you don't even know where the Santa Ana meeting hall is. I I guarantee you. Tom, do you know where it is? Oh, you know where it is. Okay. (laughs) I'm giving him the test here. Uh, You've never been there. It's on Broadway, you know, close to Freeway 5. Very nice meeting hall. Uh, How about that? It's always meeting here. I'm getting tired of it. So uh, let's go to, and then the next time we'll go to uh, uh, Huntington Beach. I don't know whether there's anyone from Huntington Beach here tonight. No? Oh, two of you. Okay. Then we'll go to San Juan Capistrano. Uh, but for sure, I like to have a meeting B. Uh, in fact, I have all this on meeting B that I'm not going to talk about tonight. Uh, because I feel, uh, at least within me, the Lord is... Uh, quite burdened about getting through with something rather than just covering something. I think you agree with me, right? Okay. Now, tonight, uh, I'd like to start this way. Um, We've been starting this kind of burden for young adults for quite a while now, maybe two years or maybe plus, when we first raised this, you know, in the recovery, at least in this country. Uh, Actually, it's not just this country. Even in the Far East, there is a... um, slow but sure generational change taking place in the Lord's recovery. That is inevitable. It's not whether you cannot stop it, and I didn't start it. That is just how things are, okay? So um, there is another, uh, a generation of uh, brothers and sisters that are uh, coming of age, and I don't mean merely physically, although physically that is so. They are in the late 20s, 30s, 
and even some in their early 40s. But even spiritually speaking, there is a coming of age of many saints, which we really uh, rejoice uh, in the Lord's presence, are so thankful to him uh, that um, we, uh, this time, listen to me, this time it does not seem that we are losing a whole generation. And Tom will agree with me, we experience that. Mm-hmm. At least in this country, we lost almost a whole generation of young people, bam, just like this, out of a single rebellion. Uh, That was back in the late 70s. Today, if that had not happened, the Lord's recovery will be much larger, much more widespread uh, than it is today. Hundreds, literally hundreds, uh, of promising, seeking young people that were brought in the Lord's recovery, were knocked out by that terrible rebellion. That happened. Then, in the uh, late 80s, there was a second large rebellion that caused also a good number of young people to be knocked out. Not as, as wholesale away as in the late 70s, but still. And I will tell you, even in the, uh, uh, this recent um, uh, turmoil out there in the Midwest, many of us here are not that aware of that, but in the so-called Midwest area, there was such a turmoil. And I will tell you, the majority or a lot of the young people were wiped out, uh, left the church, uh, or drifted into the world, and, and so on. So... These things did happen. But in spite of this, this time, I say this time because it takes 20 years for another generation to be raised up. This time, generally speaking, it seems the Lord has preserved a group of young people like yourself. And there's some ahead of you, and thank God there's some coming after you. And not only so, we're so thankful to the Lord that there is a decent percentage of this number that have passed through the FTTA. Now, don't think that isn't a small thing. That is not a small thing. Having been through the training or not having been through the training makes a great difference. So, we have that. And today, we are seeing here and there the growing population or a growing population of young brothers and sisters in the church life. So that's why two or three years ago we realized that if we don't take care of, of this matter and minister to this need, we would be unfaithful to the Lord and we would not be uh, um, uh, fair to the Lord's recovery because... These ones, and let me say you all, are the ones that will be bearing the burden of the Lord's recovery from henceforth. You. Don't don't, don't turn your head and say who. You. You. You are the ones, and I say you 
not only to this people in this room, but people like you in that age bracket, having been through so many things. You, you are the generation. You are that age bracket. You are the ones that is supposed to take the Lord's recovery onward. Now, this does not mean every one of us will become some kind of elder or this or that. That doesn't mean that. And it doesn't take that. Although, we earnestly pray that out of this population, by God's grace and God's sovereignty, there will be a good number of brothers that will become proper leaders in the Lord's recovery. And we will also have a good number of sisters, although they will not become elders, but they will equally become pillars in the Lord's recovery. That should be. And let me tell you, time flies just like that. I tell you, another 10 years, you would be, some of you will be pressing 40. Some of you, in fact, will be in your 40s. And 10 years goes by like that. And so, we have this pressing burden in the hearts of all the co-workers here and there to really fight with time. We're really fighting with time to minister to you. Again, I say not just to give you some messages and kind of talk down at you and kind of, you know, tell you to get on with the program. No, no, that is not the point. The point, the burden is a lot deeper than that. A lot deeper than that. You know, uh, Lord's Day morning, this last Lord's Day was the Chinese-speaking conference last meeting. Many of you were not there because it was Chinese-speaking. Some of you were. But let me tell you, that morning, Hang Hanegraaff came. Hang Hanegraaff with two of his two Christian leaders, who are his acquaintances, came to that meeting and met with us brothers before the meeting outside. And my, I, many brothers have known him already, but I didn't. So I met him for the first time. I shook his hand. I said, Brother Hank, thank you so much for what you have done, for sticking your neck out. You know, paying this price to stand. To, he said, Brother, he said, I'm only doing what's right. That's all. That's all he said. And he and the other two uh, pastor, you know, kind of brothers from Florida, they were there for three and a half hours. That meeting was three and a half hours. Half an hour Lord's, uh, uh, Lord's table, uh, one and a half hour of uh, um, uh, uh, message, and then another hour of um, uh, 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 reports, and another half hour of, of uh, announcements. Actually, maybe four hours. They were just glued. They were just sitting there glued. This is Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible answer man. The one who received the mantle from a certain Walter Martin, the first person ever in this country who rose up to oppose us back in the mid-1970s. 
And here he was sitting there, grinning from face, from ear to ear, and just taking it in. And up to this point, let me say something to you. Up to this point, our brother Hank, he went to China, and the China experience was a life-changing experience to him, as well as this other friend. His, his name is Mike. He also went on the same trip, and their lives were just altered by seeing, visiting the local churches in China. And you can see some pictures in this book uh, on the CI Journal. There were a few pictures of these. Those are our saints meeting, especially in Nanjing, this, uh, this big city of Nanjing. And... Um, um, so, so and, then, and then Hank not only went there, he went to the meetings in London, he went to meetings in here and there, and he is just, he, he was just in awe about our meetings. You know, he went to one prophesying meeting in Reading, England, and he just couldn't believe his eyes of saints, little potato saints, speaking and, 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 and in a... In a, in a coherent and, and, and rich way, it just blew him away. And he said, after that, he's, he told Chris, he said, you know, it's, you guys, it's not just about defending you, making people know you're not a cult. No, what you have is what Christianity needs. You have to export this. So that's where Hank was for a long while. And recently... Because of this journal came out, he started to get into it. You know, he didn't write that. It was written, written by Elliot uh, Miller. Miller, the editor. He was the theologian, quote, quote, of CRI. So he was the one who did the research. He was the one who wrote all those articles, not Hank. Hank wrote the foreword and the, and the, uh, and the, and the end or something. But, so Hank got into that. Hank got into that. And I tell you, now, in... In the pages between his Old and New Testament Bible, it's full of notes from what he's reading. Now, you know what? Our brother Hank, this is according to Chris Weil, is beginning to see God's economy. He said, this is this this God's economy thing. I mean... I mean, he's seeing things. It's not just about, you know, you, you guys have great... All, all, all members functioning meeting, you should export this. That is still a kind of little bit outward and superficial. He is seeing God's economy. And I don't know what will happen next. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Gretchen say, maybe you should be in, get into the Lord, join the Lord's recovery. <laughs> Gretchen told, told Hank. Well, well, what, what, why am I talking to you about this? I tell you, th- what is happening with this CI journal is the beginning of a new era. We were in an old era. Let me tell you, Brother Lee came to this country in 1958, brought the recovery here, and the f- church, the, his work was established in L.A., 1962. From 1962 to 1973, it was a time of revival. We're working on a history project documenting that area. That was like gangbusters. That was like all doors open. I mean, 
uh, Brother Lee just got names. He, he, all he needs is one name in one city, and he will drive to that city and visit those persons. That's how the recovery began in this country. 1973, 1974, we moved down to Orange County. Opposition began. So until now, how many years? 15 years, uh, 35 years. Am I right? Thir- we were in a, since that time until now, brothers, we were in 35 years of what? Of being surrounded by terrible opposition. And with that, without, and a couple of turmoils within, the Lord's recovery in this country has been pushed into a bunker. I call it a bunker. And we've been living under a certain bunker, men, under a certain bunker mentality. Um, the growth was slow. And the situation was quite dormant. In spite of Brother Lee coming back with the God-ordained way in 1988, with the, with the new way that he found, discovered in Taiwan, he pushed and pushed and pushed, and it didn't happen. Eventually, he say, if no one does it, I've finished my speaking, that's it. That was the year before he died. Well, I'm not saying that nothing happened in the Lord's recovery in these years. And even in the last 10, 12 years since our brother Lee's passing, a lot has happened. A lot of good things have happened. I would call it, that was a stage setting time, the last 12 years. And with even the Lord's sovereignty, with these aggressive contacts that the brothers are making, in a very sovereign way, if you trace all the way back, it really began with the Bible smuggling into, into China back in the late 90s. One thing after another, some of the people in Christianity in this country became our friends. Became our friends. One thing eventually to hang, and now this. I tell you, this is huge. This CIA journal is a bomb. I was told, and I, I have to verify that, that this time Hank came, Brother Hank came to here, supposedly to talk to Rick Warren. You know who Rick Warren is? Saddleback Community, the largest mega church, one of the largest. Rick Warren is the, is the pastor who prayed at Obama's inaugural. Do you know that? There was a pastor who prayed. That was Rick Warren, the one who wrote The Purpose Driven Life about us. I'll tell you, dear saints, the tables are being turned in this country. Slowly, but surely. And there's every reason to anticipate a changing of the situation so that the Lord's recovery could continue where we stopped in 1973 again with a prevailing spread. You know, BFA has been in function for 10 years. And all these 10 years, we've been sowing seeds. And I still believe, with all the prayers that have been poured out, these seeds were strate- strategically sown at the right strategic time. Amen. And this, many of this will bear fruit in the coming years. It's getting things ready. One thing after another. 
I'll tell you. And the Lord has pre- even worked on the oneness of the body. The b- body, the Lord's recovery, has never been so blended, so one like today. Many of you don't appreciate this because you don't have the historical background like we have. But believe me, that is what's happening. The stars are lining up, so to speak. The Lord, we have to observe the Lord's doing. We have to be aware of the situation when we go on with the Lord. And this is the situation. So within and without, the Lord is preparing something. I just kind of feel it in my bones, in my spirit, that there's every reason to look forward to 35 years of growth, of spread. You think the Lord's recovery should have only 25,000? The Lord's recovery should have 100,000 and not be too much. Agree? In this country of 300 million? Now, all of this, I'm giving you the context to tell you, to tell you, to impress you where you fit in this picture. You are the ones who are now prepared by the Lord, raised up by the Lord at the cusp, at the threshold of this new move of the Lord. Some of us, we are getting older. We're not giving up. We're not retiring. Don't you even dare think about that. But I'll tell you, the fact remains that we're getting older. We can only do so much. The energy belongs to you. Youth belongs to you. Time is in your hands. Brothers and sisters, today, tonight, I'm not speaking just to make you feel good, you know, just to kind of give you some self-esteem. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you the truth. And I want you to receive this in a most solemn way, in a most serious way. It's not like tomorrow things will happen like that. No, it won't happen that way. But it will happen gradually and surely. And I like to see, and all of us brothers like to see, a generation of young adult saints ready to take on this challenge, to face this need, and to become the vanguard, the spearhead in our cooperation with the Lord's move. And that's your turn, brothers and sisters. It's your turn. It really is. Don't be ambitious. Don't say, what's in this for me? May the Lord purify your hearts that there's nothing in you but Christ and His church. There's nothing in you but His recovery. There's nothing in you except the propagation of this ministry of the age. There's nothing in you except for the spread of His testimony. For the building up of His body to bring Him back. There's nothing in you except that. May the Lord purify your hearts. Thank you for joining us today. 
To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.